It is only you that can satisfy our heart. It is only you that we put our trust in. It is only you that we believe. Only you, O God, that is our God, that is our Lord, that is our Master. So today we are here once again, Spirit of God, appreciating you, welcoming you to our midst. Holy Ghost, Spirit of God, take charge. Today, Spirit of God, we give you all the praise, we give you all the adoration, and we exalt your name for today. The life that you have given unto us, it is not by our might, it is not by our power, it is not by our knowledge, it is not by our wisdom, it is not by righteousness, it is not because we can pray a lot. It is not because we are rich and we are able to give to your kingdom, but it is your grace that has made us to see this day. So we thank you, Jesus. 
that it was given unto us free of charge. We pay nothing for the day that you've given unto us. We've paid nothing for the life that you have offered or have given unto us. So here today we appreciate you. We thank you. We adore your name. We lift up your name, O God, and we say, You are Lord and You are Master. And I welcome you all today to our prayer line here at the hour of Gethsemane. Another wonderful day, another glorious moment, another beautiful Tuesday edition on our prayer line at the hour of Gethsemane. That's far the Lord has helped us. At the hour of Gethsemane, we say it is the hour where we seek the face of our Lord and Master Jesus. 
behind our closed doors. The hour of Gethsemane is the hour of prayer. Then we, re- we, 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 we respond by saying, Thus far, the Lord has helped us. Wherever you are and you are listening to me right now, I want you to say after me. Respond to our new slogan, Ebenezer. Then you respond, Thus far, the Lord has helped us. Thus far, the Lord has helped us. Beginning of this month, the Lord has helped us. From the beginning of this year, the Lord has helped us. The Lord has been good, the Lord has been gracious, the Lord has been awesome, the Lord has been powerful, and be and, and the Lord has been gracious unto his people. The Lord has been kind, he, he, he has been kind unto you and I. Of God, the graciousness of God, and the Lord has accepted us. That is why you and I, we are alive today, and we are part of the living. Somebody died yesterday, somebody died today. Very hour I am speaking, somebody is struggling at the hospital to survive. Somebody is breathing the last breath for the person to kiss the earth by. Through the mercies and the grace of God, you and I, we are alive today and we are gathered once again on our prayer line at the hour of Gethsemane. Of Gethsemane, we say we are untouchable, we are unstoppable, we are unbreakable, and we are undeniable. You cannot be touched, you cannot be broken, you cannot be denied. But the heavens have assigned for you and I. This month, we are moving with power, we are moving with the anointing, we are moving with the glory, we are moving with the help of God. Says what God has given unto his people. Once again, I say, you are welcome. God bless you.
Hello everyone. Good afternoon, everyone who is online. How are you doing all? I believe you are doing well. I believe the grace of God is keeping each and every one of you. God bless you and remain blessed and favored. To God, that you are all doing well, you are fine, and your family is doing well. Glory be to our Lord and Master Jesus. God bless you for the gift on the platform. Deaconess Gloria Chapman, let's share the program to one, two, three people. Let's buy the gift, let's buy the gift and share it on the platform. This is our anniversary month, and we want to return back to top 20. Buy the gift and share it on the platform. All of you have bought a gift and sharing it on the platform. God bless you all. As you have seen today, I've also buy the gift and I'm also sharing the gift today on the platform. We also try and buy the gift and let's share it. We are going back to top 20 on Port B. Let's buy the gift. God bless you all. God bless you for the gift. Pastor Andre Jackson. That is a nice coffee, my God. Bless you for the gift, Madam Eva Berima. Also share my own right now. Welcome you are once again, Pastor Andre Jackson. Pastor Andre, how are you doing? I believe you are doing well. You are welcome, Pastor Andre Jackson. Welcome, Deaconess Gloria Chapman. How are you doing? God bless you, woman of God, for joining us today on our prayer line once again at the hour of Gethsemane. Welcome, my dear sister, Rutuba. Rutuba, how are you doing? You are welcome. God bless you. By the grace of God, I'm also fine. I'm doing well, and my family is doing well. God bless you, Pastor Andre Jackson. You are, was, you are welcome, my dear Sister Patient. How are you doing, Sister Patient? God bless you too. God bless you too. God bless you, Sister Patient. Chumberima, I believe you are doing well, and I believe your family is doing well. You are also welcome, Bridget Barima. My dear sister, how are you doing? Our only administrator, Bridget. God bless you. You're welcome, Madam Eva. Madam Eva, how are you? I believe you are doing well. God bless you, Madam Eva. If you know Jesus, I want you to lift your voice and sing in the Holy Ghost, blast in the Holy Ghost, pray in the Holy Ghost. This is how we win. 
Glory be to God that you are all doing well. I'm so happy to know that you are doing well and your family is doing well. God bless you. I welcome you all once again. Sister Rutba, how are you? I believe you are doing well. Rutba, I believe you are doing well, and your family, God bless you for joining us today on our prayer line at the hour of Gethsemane. I'm so honored and privileged to be your servant once again on our prayer line here at the hour of Gethsemane. Before we start our session today, I want to pray a prayer for somebody. Yesterday, I lifted a prayer from the book of John, chapter 11, and I want to lift the same prayer for somebody right now before we start our segment today. The Lord w a n t me to pray this prayer for somebody whom the enemy, whom the devil, whom principalities and powers has placed an embargo. And as I pray, that embargo is about to be lifted. For the first 38, the Bible says, Jesus. Once more deeply moved, today I'm reading from the NIV. Once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. That's number 39. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Take away the stone. He said, But Lord Martha said, The sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad order, for he has been there four days. Then Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? It was a question. And the 41 says that so they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you. I thank you that you 
have heard me. I knew that you know always. I knew that you always hear me. But I said this for the benefit of the people standing here. That they may believe you. That you sent me. When he has said this, Jesus called in a, in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hand and feet wrapped with strips of lining and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Take off the grave clothing or the grave lining and let him go. friend and the name of Jesus friend was Lazarus and Lazarus also had two sisters Martha and Mary Martha and Mary and yesterday as I said the Bible said a message was sent to Jesus that his friend that his bookshome friend called Lazarus was dead and the Bible said Jesus could not honor the invitation instantly but the time that Jesus got to the house of Martha and Mary the Bible said that their brother had died for, 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 for four good days and the Bible said the man was buried in the tomb and there was a stone that was rolled across the Tomb. And the Bible said, so when Jesus got there, my God, he said, take away the stone, roll away the stone, Kayadaha. And the Bible said, Martha said unto Jesus, that it had been four days that my brother, God passed away. As I'm speaking right now, from the tomb, I can hear the smelling of, oh my God, of the dead body of my brother. But Jesus said, I don't care. The of days that your brother is dead. The Lord said us to tell somebody today that he doesn't care the number of years. He doesn't care the number of months. He doesn't care the number of days that your dream has been hijacked. That your marriage has been hijacked. But the Bible said, didn't I tell you that if you believe, my God, if somebody you will believe with the spirit of faith today, I pray for you that in the name of Jesus, Whatever that is 
get in your life is receiving a divine life, is receiving a divine resurrection. Whatever that is dead in your career, whatever dead marriage, whatever dead financial life, whatever dead my God, career by the blood of Jesus, whatever stone, Jesus said, Didn't I tell you that if you believe, if you will believe today, it doesn't matter the days, it doesn't matter the month, it doesn't matter the year, but Jesus is telling somebody that He is about He called by power and by authority to bring a divine resurrection to whatever that is dead in your life. In the name of Jesus, I pray for somebody now that in this stone place on your marriage, in this stone place on your business, in this stone place on your ministry, in the, in the demonic stones, in the, in the grave stone place on your career by thunder by fire. May that stone be rolled away. May that stone be rolled away. May that stone be rolled away by the power of God. May God release angels from the heavens and roll away in the stone that is placed on your health by the power of God. It doesn't matter the days. It doesn't matter the years. It doesn't matter the month. Jesus is telling you that today, my God, the suffering is over. The pain is over. The affliction is over. The problem is over. Now, receive divine life. Receive divine life. Receive divine resurrection. In the mighty name of Jesus, Kayata. Singing tongues softly, softly. Singing tongues, Radashutai. Softly sing to your lover. When Jesus got to the house of Martha and Mary, Martha came forward and started complaining. She started complaining that God, if you would have been, if you would have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. In fact, my brother had died for seven, for four good days now. And as I'm talking, my brother is smelling in the tomb. And Jesus said, didn't I tell you? Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? Didn't I tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So Jesus, after saying this, they rolled the stone. And Jesus cried to the heavens, for the people surrounded to know 
the power to see the demonstration of God's power. He mentioned the name Lazarus, and the Bible said Lazarus came out from the tomb. Lazarus that was dead for four days. Four days. I pray that whatever that is dead in your life, the dead receive a divine life and a divine resurrection in the name of Jesus Christ. So the Bible says when Lazarus came out, the tomb clothing, the tomb lining was still wrapped around him. And Jesus said, take off the grave lining or the grave clothing and let him go. Whatever grave clothing, whatever grave lining that is wrapped around your destiny, that is wrapped around your marriage, that is wrapped around your business, that is wrapped around your ministry by the power of the Holy Ghost. May that clothing catch fire. May that clothing be taken away. May that clothing burn to fire, burn to ashes, burn by fire, burn by fire, burn by fire in the name of Jesus. And may you be set free. If you're all right, just type a big amen. God bless you. I cannot know you by myself. Holy Spirit, take over. I cannot go deeper by myself. Except you help me go. Conquiele, Mama Sango, Etele, Mama Roque, Kulemen is as a baron, and Amine Kate. Today is my network okay? Is my network good? Can you hear me? Can somebody hear me? If you can hear me clearly, let me know. Is my network okay? Can you hear me clear? God bless you.
unless you help me to see. I cannot know you as you are. Unless you help me to know you I cannot be who you are. Unless you make me as you are. I cannot be as you are. Unless you have me to take of Ebenezer thus far the Lord has helped us as we all know that is our anniversary month and we are thanking God we are appreciating God for how far the Lord has helped us how far the Lord has been gracious how far the Lord has been wondrous how far the Lord has been awesome unto us and we started yesterday to introduce the, the, the topic or the theme for demand. And today I want to take time to do a little teaching and then we'll get some time to pray along the line. God bless you all. God bless you all. God bless you all. God bless you all.
cannot run this race by myself unless you take over. Take over, Spirit of God. Take over, Ancient of Days. Take over. I am that I am. Take, take over. Our Lord and Master Jesus, we thank you once again. We appreciate you, Lord. We give you all the adoration. As we study your word today, we pray, Spirit of God, that you give us more insight, more knowledge, more understanding in your word. That will not only be a listener of your word today, but will be a partaker of the word. The word. Influencing our life, transforming our life, and we be the doer of your word. In Jesus' name, somebody type Amen. God bless you. I cannot sing you by myself. Unless it's Azafu Fred, Converter Fred, Darko. Azafu, you are welcome. How are you doing? I believe you are doing well. God bless you, man of God. How is your family? I believe your family is doing well. I'm so grateful and I'm so honored having you today. Comforter Fred Dakon. God bless you so much. Glory be to God that you are doing well and your family is doing very well. Glory be to God. So, precious one, our theme for this month, Ebenezer. Ebenezer, and yesterday I gave a brief introduction and then the meaning of the word Ebenezer and how come. Samuel, the judge, Samuel, the prophet, Samuel, the leader, after the battle between the people of Israel and the Philistine, how come Samuel picked that particular stone of Ebenezer? And build a monument or an altar for the Lord. And yesterday I shared Samuel did that in remembrance of what the Lord has done for the people of God. So, mind you, that yesterday I shared. Before then, God Himself was the leader, God Himself was the king for His people Israel. By then, Israel were not having a physical king. And yesterday, I have also made you to understand. That at that particular time was signifies the presence of God in the midst of his people and the glory of God 
among his people was the ark of God. Was the ark of God. So, whatever the ark of God is with the people of Israel or is with the people of God, for sure, they know that the glory of God is with them and then the presence of God is with them. So in the chapter 4 of 1 Samuel, the Bible says at this particular time, the Philistine drew another battle and attacked the people of Israel. And one of the most important instruments which signifies the presence of God was captured, was captured by the Philistine. And the Bible said at that time it was Eli who was the high priest, and Eli were having two sons, Hophni and Phinehas. So the Bible said when the news came that the ark of the covenant has been captured by the Philistine, when Eli the high priest heard the news, the Bible said because the man was old and because of the shocking news and the shocking information, the man collapsed and died. How come the presence of God, how come the glory of God had departed from the camp of Israel and got to the camp of the enemy? So the man of God collapsed and the Bible said the man of God died instantly. And the most tragedy of a was also one of the sons of the high priest Eli. There are two sons than the Hopini and Phineas. And the Bible said the wife of Phineas by that time was also pregnant. The wife of Phineas was pregnant. And when the woman also heard the news that the sons had been killed, which means that the husband has been killed, and the act of God has been taken. The Bible says immediately the woman went to labor. <laughs> For those of us who are health personnel, I believe there is a name if a woman give birth prematurely. I will say this one was. A premature labor because of the news how shocking to hear that your husband is dead and the act of the covenant has been captured so the bible said the wife immediately went to labor the baby wanted to come and unfortunately the woman passed on when I was going through this lesson, I learned a lot of things. And God was giving me a lot of insight, a lot of illumination. And 
I want you to understand that anyone that have the spirit of God, if you have the spirit of God inside you, and things are not going on right in the church, things are not going on right in the body of Christ, things are not going right in the life of God's people, you feel this kind of pain that Eli and the wife of hopefully went through. So the Bible says the woman died at labor. After hearing that the husband Phineas and his elder husband hopefully had passed on. And the father-in-law has also collapsed and he is also gone. So the Bible said before the woman passed on, she mentioned the name that is supposed to be given to the child. The child survived, but the woman could not survive. So the Bible said she named the child Ichabod, and the meaning of that name is the glory of the Lord has departed. Hmm. It means that the glory of the Lord has what departed. So the woman died as a result of the fact that number one, the ark has been captured, the ark of the covenant, the glory of God, the presence of God has been taken away from the people of God, has been taken away from the people of Israel. Number two, the husband. Phineas is dead. So now my husband is dead. I am now a widow. I'm going to keep back. The Bible did not record if she was having elder children. So the young woman was going to be a widow. So hearing the news that the husband is dead. And the husband's senior brother, Hophni, is also dead. Hmm. And then the in-law, the father-in-law, the father-in-law is also dead. Very sudden. The father-in-law is dead. The husband is dead. The husband's senior brother. You see, at that time, if your husband died and your husband senior brother uh, is alive, at least there are something they call the kingsman redeemer the kingsman redeemer it means that if somebody died in the family means that the one that will inherit the particular person that person can redeem the wife of the dead person so it's called a kingsman redeemer so if the kingsman decide to redeem the wife then maybe that the wife could have married the brother it was at that time among their custom and tradition it was not only uh, it was something that is possible then but the husband's brother is also dead the, the father-in-law is dead so the bible said the woman went into premature labor that is where our message started from 
And the Bible said when he was about to die, she mentioned the name that is supposed to be given to the son or the child. And the name is Ichabod. Which means the glory of the Lord has what departed. The glory of the Lord. No shout here. No shout. No shout. No shout. Can somebody hear me now? Can somebody hear me? You can hear me. God bless you. George Afriye, can you get me now? My brother, how are you? I believe you are doing your welcome. George Afriye, I believe you can hear me now. So, this is where we start our message from. After the ark of God was captured by the Philistine, they captured the ark of God. They took the presence of God, they took the glory. Which is, this, which is the, the, the act, which is the physical representation of the presence and the glory of God, was taken. This was one of the darkest periods in the history of the nation Israel. One of the darkest moments in the history of Israel. During this time, one of the, fear, the fiercest one of the greatest enemies of Israel. The Philistine had defeated Israel. They drew up in a battle and reared against Israel. And the Bible said at this particular time, the people of Israel were defeated. The Philistines were victorious. They won the battle, not only winning the battle. The Bible said, as the battle spread, Israel was defeated, and about 4,000 men were killed on the battlefield. Going for a battle and losing 4,000 men in the battle. Huh. How many men? Are you having a gain? So Israel, after losing this man in battle, they lost the ark of the covenant. And yesterday I made a hint. I made a hint of the reasons why the people of Israel lost this battle. The reason why they lost this battle. And yesterday, in the introduction I shared, they lost this battle because the people of Israel had turned their back on God. The people of Israel. Have 
left the Creator and was now worshipping a creation. The people of Israel were now worshipping Bar and Asteroid. The people of God, the people of Israel, had negated the weightier matters and they were focusing on themselves. They were now looking at how to satisfy themselves, but not. To obey the command of God. They disobey the command of God. They sway from the path of God. And they were towing their own way. They were worshipping idols. They left God. Precious one, on this earth, the moment you give your life to Christ, you are on a battlefield. I have been saying this. You are on a battlefield. You are on a battleground, whether you like it or not. Whether you called for the battle or you didn't call for aid, the moment you give your life, the moment you turn your back to the world, and turn to Jesus, you are on a battlefield. And to win any battle, to win every battle on our way or on our Christian journey or on our Christian walk, we need to be obedient to the word of God, obedient to the command of God. A little mistake, the enemy will come in there and we are defeated. A little self, a little me, a little I, 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 following the self and the flesh, we are doomed. We are defeated until we return back to God. Until we go back and seek the face of God. There is no way. So the people of Israel were defeated. They lost the battle. They lost the act of God. Because they were disobedient. They were what? They were disobedient. There is. There is, there is one guy with a song. He said. By time Christian. That you want to fight. A full-time what? Devil. Part-time Christian, you want to fight a full-time devil. Can you? You will fail. Part-time Christian, you serve God only on Sunday. You only go to church on Sunday. You only pray when there is a problem. You, 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 you only read your scripture if you are going through an affliction or if there is something. Or maybe you have been asked to. So in the chapter 7, after the ark was captured, 
In the chapter 7, yesterday I read some part. In this passage of scripture, Samuel, as I mentioned earlier, one of the greatest men of God in the Old Testament, the last of the judges, and the first of the prophets. And love the man so much. Because even before his birth, he was dedicated to God. So this man of God was seeking to bring about revival in Israel. And in so doing, he spoke, he spoke to the Israelites about the things that will bring revival. So Samuel pointed to the people of Israel that if we would turn back to God, let me read from the verse. Let me read something small from the verse. Let me, okay, let me take verse two. Then all the all the Israel, all the people of Israel turned back to the Lord. Okay, let me start from the verse one. Verse one six. That so. The men of Kiriath Jerem came and took up the ark of the Lord. They brought it to Abinadab house on the hill and consecrated Eliezer, his son, to guard the ark of the Lord. The ark remained at Kiriath Jerem. I will come back to that. A long time, 20 years in all. Then all the people of Israel turned back to the Lord. So Samuel said to all Israel, if you are returning to the Lord with all your heart, then read yourself of the foreign gods and the asteroid and commit yourself to the Lord and serve him only and he will deliver you out of the hands of the Philistines. This was the message that Samuel gave unto the people of Israel. He said, then all the people of Israel turned back to the Lord. So Samuel said to all the people of Israel, If you are returning to the Lord with all your heart, then rid yourself of the foreign gods and the asteroid and commit yourself to the Lord and serve him only. And he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. So the Israelites put away their bar and asteroid and serve and serve the Lord only. So when the ark was captured, the whole Israel were weeping. They were mourning. I will talk about when they took the ark, the Philistines took the ark. I've decided to reserve that for another message. What happened when they took the ark to uh, the house of Dagon when they took the ark in Ashdod and Akron what happened there I'm reserving that for another day so some here told the people of Israel that the only thing that we can do to defeat the Philistine is to put away 
the foreign gods. And somewhere in this passage, main four things that I want to talk about right now. Number one, Samuel was telling the people of Israel to return to the Lord with all of their heart. If you are returning to the Lord, then it means that you have to return to the Lord with all your heart. You are not returning to the Lord for a moment as an event, but you are returning to the Lord wholeheartedly all the rest of your life. Number two, removing the foreign gods from among them. If you want to return to the Lord, then number two, you have to remove the foreign gods from among you. What is a foreign god that is in your life? What is a foreign god that is in your life? Maybe your foreign god is not a man-made stature, but your foreign god is an attitude, is a behavior, is a character. Maybe your foreign God is unforgiving spirit. Maybe your foreign God is bitterness. Bitterness. Maybe your foreign God is serving. Your possession is worshipping your properties, it's worshipping your children, it's worshipping your husband, it's worshipping your wife, it's worshipping your business. Your business has not taken the place of God. There are a lot of people when they are praying for marriage. As awful, pray for my marriage. Man of God, please. My husband, my wife, my this, my that. But when they get married, they are happy. Everything starts very well. One month, two, two months, you call and ask, Sister, Sister uh, 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 Beatrice, how are you? These days, I don't see you at church. Yeah, Daddy, my children, know. Oh, when they wake up in the morning, the way they will disturb and, and this, this, because of my children, I can't even come for evening service. I can't even attend Sunday service. Hey, daddy, my husband, oh, daddy, my wife, oh. So now, we have prayed for the wife. We have prayed for the husband. We have prayed for the children and they have now become our God. And there are the people now, we are worshipping them. We don't pray anymore. We don't do morning devotion anymore. We don't study the word of God anymore. And we have made some God around us. So Samuel said, 
If you are returning to the Lord, remove the foreign gods from among you. Oh, maybe you are here, you, you go to church, you still come on our prayer line and pray. But when the issues are hard, when you call the man of God, I pray for you. One man, two man, you look as if nothing is happening. And a friend came, hey, there is a malam, there is a voodoo priest, and the corner is a very quick man, he's a very fast man. If you go there right now, he'll be able to see into the spirit and tell you what is happening. Hey, hey, children of God. So Samuel said, remove the foreign God from among you. Number three, after removing the foreign God from among you, direct your heart to the Lord. Number three. So Samuel said to the people of Israel, directing your heart to the Lord. The next thing is to direct your heart to the Lord. Let your heart be focused. Things of God. Should be prime. Things of God. Should be at the apex. Of all your expectation. Of all your resolution. Of all. Your, among the scale of preference, Jesus should always be on top. Your heart should be directed to the Lord. And number four, Samuel said, Servant Jehovah, God alone. Serving the Lord alone. No other God. But in the command, the Bible said, serve no other God apart from me. You see, God is a jealous God. He's a jealous God. Just like some of you, when you see that your husband has, has recently been talking to a, a lady on phone or chatting on those things, we start feeling insecure. Say, hey, my wife has been talking on phone these days, feeling secure. You are jealous. Especially in relationship, married guy, there is understanding. It's not like me. As for me, I'm somebody, if my, if my wife is making a call, I don't care whatever, who, whoever she talks to, whatever she does whatever chat she does, I don't care because I know hey she 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 it's not going anywhere. Whatever she told her privacy, but some of us no privacy in this small court. Hey, jealous. So you see, we human we are jealous, especially in a relationship. Jealousipa, jealousifita. Be pia o pesuo hum. Niya kom agono, nega ya kom agono afere. Eke na wana na ne ne kasano. O frena se ko wetine da samna eka. 
Hii ni flow na yakoa wait na wana nane na yakoa who are you talking to when i call you your phone was call waiting who are you talking to yesterday you were talking to the same person three days ago you were talking to the same person you see the jealousy coming in i am normal because we are human beings and there is a saying that Where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. So that is your treasure. You treasure that woman. You treasure that man. You treasure her so much. And to the extent that your heart is there. So you don't want anybody to come in and pick her. You don't want anybody to come in and pick him. So you see. And the Bible says, Muni Pakurano Samuse and Nepaye Na Mode Amamoma Mirate and so We human, we know that that is good for our children, and that's what we give unto them. How much more about God? So God is a jealous God. Just us, we feel. Yes.、Uh, I remember, I think it was, was in the beginning of this year. You know, we men of God,、uh, if we're a man of God, and especially you are into this our ministry where we combine online and offline <laughs> ministry. In fact, At a certain point in time, it is not easy. The course, the messages, especially those of us adding the online, most of the communications are course and messages, voice messages and stuff. So if you don't have a wife that understands you, if you don't have a woman, That understands you. In fact, things should be very difficult. Things should be very difficult. For you as the minister or you as the man of God. Because every day people are calling you. Sometimes I receive call in the middle of the night. I have to wake up. Sometimes I will be eating. Sometime, anytime, any moment, you can receive a call. An agent call. You have to pray for the person. You have to advise. You have to admonish and all that. So if you have that jealous wife, every day there will be fight in the house. Every day there will be misunderstanding in the house. So you see, we human, we are jealous. We men, we are jealous. Because we know that that is my heart, that is my wife, that is my husband. So if your husband is talking to somebody on phone, sometimes I can talk on phone for one hour, sometimes 30 minutes, sometimes 20 minutes. 
Sometimes one end, another one is coming. One end, another one is coming. Sometimes I can say, okay, today, after this time, I'm not going to make a call. Sometimes, I'm, sometimes my wife will come when it is nine o'clock. You are not receiving any call in this house. <laughs> when it's ten o'clock today, no call in this house. I say, okay, madam, I hear. I salute. So you see, that is how God is. God is jealous. You see, God loves us. That's what the Bible says. For God so loved the world. For God so loved the world. Which word? It is you. It is me. That he gave his only begotten son. He loves us so much. He's, he's jealous of us. The love that you think that you love that guy, you love that your wife, you love your husband, God loves you more than that. Can you die for your wife? Can you die for your husband? Me right now, as I told my wife, oh, I mean, if they come right now, I should die for you. Me, I don't go die, you. I don't go die for you. <laughs> hey, me, I don't go die for you. If you die for me, I don't go die for you. Hey, want to come and slaughter me? No, 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 I don't go die, you. But Jesus came and died for you and I. What kind of love? What kind of love? I love comfort Fred. If there is, they that bring one of your son or bring one of your child for sacrifice, how will you feel? Will you bring that child? <laughs> it not be easy. Bring your child and let's, let's sacrifice your child. Like that of Abraham. And Abraham, knowing very well that the promised son. Isaac, the Lord was demanding him. The Lord was calling him. The Lord was telling him that, hey, he said, your only son. Hey, Abraham, Abraham did very well. We have to appreciate Abraham. If I mean, I don't think I'll be able to do. But the Bible said, God gave up. His own son. He sinned not. He touched no sin. But he carried the sin of this world. So the Bible said. When he was carrying the sin of the world. When the whole world sin. When the heap. A heap of of sin. Was about to be loaded on his head. He said, Eli, Eli, Lama Sabatani, my God, why have you forsaken me? Last, I explained this on this platform that God never forsake Jesus. Jesus was not forsaken. But God, you see, God hates sin, but God does not hate the sinner. God hates sin, but God doesn't hate the sinner. So, 
Because God hates sin. And Jesus was about carrying the sin of the world. The whole sin. The sin of all the world. God could not see. Because God hates sin. God could not see Jesus carrying sin. The sin of this world. This murderous world, fornicated world, adulterous world, idolatry world. So Jesus said, God, why have you forsaken me? But God said, I've not forsaken you. But I don't want to see that sin that you are carrying. Until the work is done. So that is why Jesus turned and said, Let your will be done. So he said, Until the work is done. So Jesus said, Let your will be done. And the will was that He takes our sin, the sin of the world, and taking the sin of the world. Requires a sacrifice. And this sacrifice. Is no more. Like in the old. Not a sacrifice of the blood. Of goats. And sheep. And bulls, But a human sacrifice. So Jesus had to take his own blood. The blood of atonement. Atoning for the sin of the world, Jesus with his own blood entered into the Holy of Holies to offer the sacrifice for you and I. Look at the work. He never sinned. He was beaten. He was pierced. He was bruised. What kind of love is more than this. So serve him alone because he is a jealous God. So these four things basically constitute repentance. And Samuel promised deliverance when there was true repentance. So Samuel said there is going to be a deliverance when there is what? A true repentance. And true repentance is when you return to the Lord with all your heart. Removing the foreign gods among you. That is repenting from your sin, from your evil ways, from the world ways and directing your heart to the Lord and serving the Lord and serving the Lord alone. That is a true repentance. So Samuel said. For the people of Israel. To receive a deliverance. To receive. A freedom and victory. They have. To do these four things. 
So the Israelites met the condition for repentance and for deliverance. So the people of Israel accepted that Samuel, go to your God and tell your God that we have sinned. We are swayed from the path. And we have bear the consequences. We have seen the consequences of our disobedience. So Samuel, tell your God that we are removing the foreign God from today. We are directing our heart to the Lord and we are serving the Lord alone. So the people of Israel made the condition of for repentance and then for deliverance. So now in the process of meeting the condition, Samuel had them gather together at Mizpah that he might pray for them. Samuel gathered them at Mizpah and I want to pray and offer a sacrifice to the Lord. So while they were at Mizpah, the leaders of the Philistine heard that the Israelites had gathered at what? At Mizpah. God bless you. Verse 7. When the Philistines heard that the Israelites were gathered together at Mizpah. So the Bible said, they heard. They heard, the Philistines, they heard, the leaders heard that the people of Israel, they are misfired. They are gathered there. They read this gathering either as a gathering for battle or the Philistines believe this will be a good time and place to finish off the Israelites. So they say, hey, where they are gathered. In fact, they are gathering there for battle. But do you know something? Our previous battle, we slaughtered about 3,000, about 4,000 of them. The army is now less. We have a small army. So the Philistines said, Let's attack them and finish them off. So they went up to Mizpah to attack Israel. They gathered the army to attack the people of Israel at Mizpah. So now when the sons of Israel heard that the Philistines were coming, they were afraid. They were afraid. Then they asked Samuel to pray to God and ask him to save them from the hand of the Philistine. At this time, at this hour, the people of Israel had come to a place of submission. They had come to a place of obedience. They had come to a place of humility. They have humbled themselves. You see, whenever you humble yourself, Whenever a child of God 
comes to God. That's what the Bible said. He is a faithful and a just God. He is what? A faithful and a just God. He is what? A faithful and a just God. Whenever we come to Him. To the faithful and the just God forgave the people of Israel because they were they humbled themselves. Even look at it. The sons of Israel, they came to Samuel. The man of God prayed for us. This battle, we cannot fight this battle. At this particular moment, the battle is the Lord. When you humble yourself and hand over the battle to the Lord. The Lord will always intervene. So they asked Samuel to pray to God and ask him to save them from the hand of the Philistine. So the Bible said, when you read, continue. God bless you, man of God, for the verses you are posting on. So Samuel was a praying prophet. Samuel was a praying man of God. A praying judge. So he did what they asked. He offered a whole burnt offering in worship. And, and he cried to the Lord for Israel. And the Lord answered him. Samuel went to the Lord and offered burnt sacrifice on behalf of the people of Israel. You see, the Lord, the Lord, He loves sacrifice. Yes. So, when Samuel offered the sacrifice, the burnt sacrifice, and the sacrifice went to the Lord, and I see the Lord in the heavens, He was happy that this is what I want. I want my people to acknowledge me. I want my people, you see, God wants that acknowledgement. Attribute, hand over everything to God. Don't fight with your strength. Don't fight with your knowledge. Don't fight with your wisdom. Don't fight with your experience and your skill. Some of us will think that we are too experienced. We fight. We, 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 we have the skill. So we can do it by ourselves. You cannot do it by yourself. You can't. You can't do it by yourself. Your strength can't. Your knowledge cannot. Your wisdom cannot. On, unless or until you leave it to God. So Samuel did what the people of Israel asked him to do. So while Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines were gathering together to battle Israel. But God fought for Israel that day. I love, I love, I love this verse. Let me read at the verse 10. I think the verse 10. I think it was the verse 10. Yeah, the verse 10. Let me read verse 10. Okay. Man of God, you can also put it on a platform. Thing. So while Samuel was sacrificing the burnt offering, the Philistine drew near to engage Israel in battle. But that day, the Lord tended with a loud tender against the Philistine and threw them into shock, a panic that they were rooted before the Israel. Ha! Liko Shagadaha. 
Maliko Shapalada. So yesterday I was saying that well, sometimes when we are praying, sometimes every time that's why sometimes when we are praying, we are crazy. When we say by tender, by fire, some people think that hey, you people, you know, is that how to pray? Say, Master, you cannot come and teach me how to pray. The way you pray, pray it like that way. But I also believe the God I share that if I say by thunder, by fire, something will happen. The Lord Himself, the I am that I am. Bible says when Samuel was offering the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to battle against the Israel. But the Lord tended with a great tender. <laughs> the Lord tended with a great tender. I pray for somebody. Hey, I pray for somebody that any Philistine gathered Kayata. Mantayado Shabaha. Brantabaladaha. Any Philistine in your family. Any Philistine in your territory that have gathered for your sake. That have gathered for your ministry. That have gathered for your family. That have gathered for your ministry. That have gathered for your business. That have gathered for your marriage. That has gathered for your children. I pray that by thunder by fire. May the Lord tender with a loud tender. I say may the Lord tender with a loud tender in the account now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Ha! By tender by fire. So the Bible said, the Lord tended with a loud tender. With a loud one. Tender. And the people, and the Philistine. You see, I, I love the beginning. The Bible said, but that day, but that day. The Bible said, but that day. After the people had repented. After the people have denied the foreign gods and threw the foreign gods away. After they have offered a burnt sacrifice to the Lord. That day, that particular day, the Bible says, the Lord tended with a loud tender against the Philistine. And threw them into such a panic that they were rooted before the Israelites. The men of Israel rushed out of Mishpah and pursued the Philistine and slaughtered them among, along the way to the point below Bear When the Lord is with you, it doesn't matter the number of army in your camp. I said, when the Lord is with you, it doesn't matter the number of warriors or the number of army in your camp. In fact, the people of Israel would have been outnumbered because the Philistine, the army, was a very large army. But the Bible said that day when Samuel was offering the bread, the bread sacrifice. And was praying for the people of Israel because they are turned from their wicked ways. Because they have removed the foreign gods and have turned their heart to the Lord. The Bible said that day, while the Philistines were preparing to attack the people of Israel at Mishpah, the Lord tended that day. God fought for Israel. He tended against them. 
and confuse them on the battlefield. So that they were badly beaten and destroyed before Israel. This is what the Lord can do. This is what the ancient of days can do. The Alpha and the Omega. All powerful God, if you will depend on God, if you will rely on your God, if you will hand over the battle to the Lord, if you hand over that problem to the Lord, that problem that you are going through in your health, that problem you are going through in your marriage, that problem you are going through in your ministry, that problem you are going through in your business, that problem you are going through in your career, your traveling problems, if you hand over the problem to the Lord, if you hand over to the Lord, after the people have turned from their wicked way, the Lord heard them. And the Lord took over the battle. I pray that may the Lord take over your battle. Whatever battle that is before you, whatever battle in your business, whatever battle you are going through financially, whatever battle health-wise, I pray for somebody that in the mighty name of Jesus, may the Lord take over the battle. May the ancient of days, may the Alpha and Omega, hey, Kapaladaha, may the Lord take over the battle and may the Lord fight your battle for you. The battle is the Lord. So let's read the verse number number 12. That is where we'll end today. And then we'll pray some few prayers. And we'll come back tomorrow. It's a series, so it's just an introduction I'm still doing. So the whole of this month, we also have other men of God that will show be coming on board. To lead us to pray. Verse 12. Then Samuel took a stone. And set it up. Between Mishpah and Shen. He named it Ebenezer. Saying. That's far the Lord has helped us. To understand that whatever that you are going through on this earth, if you return to the Lord and hand over 
the problem to the Lord. And say, hey, God, take over my life. Take over my ministry, my battles, my marriage, my finances, my relationship. Lord, take over. Lord, I hand it over to you. So some year set up a stone between Mizpah and Shed and named the rock. Named the stone. The rock of Ebenezer. Saying that far the Lord has helped us. So yesterday I was saying that those days we were saying that Ebenezer, this is how far the Lord has brought us. You know, that's what we used to say. But it believes and means that far the Lord has helped us. That far the Lord one has helped us but not brought us. He has helped you and I. Even the life you and I we have today, it is the help of God. Ha! It is the help of what? Yeshua Amashiach. So Samuel said, the Lord came and fought the battle for us. The Lord fight and the Lord will fight again. So we are setting up this memorial. We are setting up this altar. A memorial or a stone of victory. I pray for somebody that in the mighty name of Jesus, this month of Ebenezer, may the Lord come and help you. I said this man of Ebenezer, may the Lord come and help you. That far the Lord has helped us. The Lord is about helping somebody. Whatever predicament, whatever situation that you are going through, the Lord said, I should tell you that Ebenezer, that far the Lord has helped. The Lord will help you. Say, I, the Lord, I will help you. I will deliver you. I will lead you. I will take care of you. So don't be afraid. The only thing, the only requirement is to turn to me because I am a jealous God. I am a jealous God. I love you. The only prerequisite is that turn unto me. Return unto me. Turn your back to the world. Reject the things of the world. Take away the foreign gods. Take away the bitterness. Take away the unforgiveness. Take away the malice. And I, the Lord, I will take over. And when I take over, I, the Lord, I will help you. I will help you. So that's far the Lord has helped you. I pray for somebody that this month, of Ebenezer, that's far the Lord has helped us. In your Christian life, the Lord will help you. You need a divine strength. You need a supernatural strength. You need you need a special power to go through this Christian walk, this Christian life. You need a special grace, a special help from God. <laughs> Exactly, I was talking to a brother. I was saying, I was hey, I'm so many years old. I was saying, I'm so 
Because when all men are cast down, you will say there is a lifting up because you have the Holy Spirit with you. you have, yes, I'm not downplaying the fact that to be a Christian is easy because we face a lot, we go through a lot. A lot of ups, ups and downs, a lot of temptations and trials. Push up and push downs. But if we allow Jesus into our life, if we allow the Holy Spirit into our life, the Lord will always come in to help us. The very moment that we need the Spirit of God, we need God, He will appear in the seed. He said, Call unto me and I will answer. Call unto me and I, the Lord, I will answer. And I will tell you great and mighty things, something wonderful things that you, you knew nothing of. Call unto me. If you call the Lord in a situation, and this man, we are going to call the Lord in a situation. Whatever you are going through, we will call the Lord. Ha! We will mention, and the Bible said, I love the word. It said, at the mention of the name Jesus, every knee will bow and everything will, conf- will confess. We are going to call on the Lord this month. And every knee will bow and tongue to the confession. That he is Lord, that he is God, that he is the Almighty. God bless you all for joining our prayer line today at the hour of Gethsemane. Fred Comforter. Fred, God bless you so much. I'm so honored and I'm so privileged having you today on our prayer line here at the hour of Gethsemane. God bless you so much, man of God. I salute the grace. God bless you so much.
that we have some few minutes left for this session to close, but I will come back to pray a few prayers with you before we close. But wherever you are right now, it's left with six minutes. I want us to use this few minutes to lift up our voice and say, Lord, I thank you today. I thank you for how far you have helped me. That's the prayer I wanted to pray right now. Within this few minutes, five minutes. Lord, I thank you for how far you have helped me. That's far the Lord has helped me. From the beginning of this very year, God, this is the fourth month you have helped me. You protect me, you guard me. You delivered me from the wings of evil. You delivered me from the pit of, of, of hell. And from all the plans and the plot of the enemy. God, I praise your name. I worship your name for my family. I thank you for my children. I thank you for my marriage. I thank you for my business. I thank you for your word. I thank you for the hour of Gethsemane. I thank you for everything. Lift up your voice, somebody, right now. And let's thank the Lord. Let's give praise. Let's give adoration unto him right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. That's far the Lord has helped us. That's far the Lord has delivered us. That's far the Lord has taken care of us. That's far the Lord has provided for us. So David said, Ebenezer saying, that's far the Lord has helped us. That's far the Lord has helped us. That's far the Lord has delivered you. When the enemy plotted death against you, 
When the devil wanted to take away your joy, the Lord appeared in the seed. And let me pray this prayer for somebody right now. Whom the enemy wants to take away your joy this week. Whom the, the devil wants to take away your peace of mind. That may the Lord appear in the sea and save you. May the heavens intercede on your behalf in the name of Jesus Christ. Whom the Lord, the ancient of days is with. No one can fight you and defeat you because the Lord is on your side. I pray for you and I pray for your family. I pray for the work of your hands that no weapon that form against you this month will prosper. The Lord will appear and help you. May the heavens appear in your marriage and help you. In your marital life, in your spiritual life, in your Christian life, may the heavens appear. May God intervene and help you. In your financial life, in your career, in your quest to look for a job, or in, in, in your quest in search of employment, may God offer an assistant. May God extend his hand. So the Bible said, my hands are not sorting to the saving of my people. Neither my ears block or choke to the hearing of my people. May the Lord hear your cry this month. May the Lord stretch forth his hand and save somebody. Anybody that the devil wants to drown your inheritance. They want to drown you. May God stretch his hand and snatch you. From the wave. May the Lord snatch you from the fire. May the Lord snatch you from the hand of the enemy. In the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody for online, if you can hear me, just type a big amen right now. God bless you all. The time for our first session is up, as I said earlier. But I'm coming back. I want to pray a few prayers for you. And Pastor Andrea will pray a final prayer for us and then we'll close. Let's come back less than 30 minutes and let's close. God bless you all for joining our prayer line today here at the Hour of Gethsemane. This is the Hour of Prayer. This is where we seek the face of God behind our closed doors. God bless you.